0: Welcome to the Covenant People's Ministry. Jesus once told Satan that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We invite you to study the scriptures with us to learn about the words of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our pastor is Mr. Jeremy Visser from Brooks, Georgia. You can contact us with your questions and comments at covenantpeoplesministry.org or simply write to Covenant People's Ministry, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia 30205. If you desire, you can also follow us on YouTube and Twitter. We would like to hear from you, and we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that His will will continue to reign upon us all. Once again, welcome to the Covenant People's Ministry, and here is Pastor Visser with our next Bible study.
1: Hello again, friends and listeners, and thank you for joining me, Pastor Visser of Brooks, Georgia, and the Covenant People's Church, for our look into the Old Testament book of Habakkuk. And this Sunday morning, I'm not going to cover the entire book of Habakkuk because I have dealt with it in its entirety around 2008 and 2009. But by way of review. Habakkuk begins his book with a prayer against Israel. Now, fancy that. Because for the most part, within CI, we like to esteem ourselves as being Israelites and consider that to be such a great thing, never truly understanding the context of Israel and the Bible and the example that they set forth. Now, am I saying it's wrong to be an Israelite? Naturally, without question, I am not. Because we must be Israelites, Christ himself said, I am come only for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But Habakkuk continues, and he gives this prophecy of the dispersion, meaning that us as a people would go into Babylonian captivity and be taken away and dispersed. And this is the pattern that is laid down within Scripture. First usually comes apostasy, then comes confusion, and then ultimately, and finally, comes dispersion. Now, in my humble opinion, we are living in rebuilt Babylon as we speak, because we're not much different than the Babylon of old. And that is why in chapter 1 of Habakkuk, the minor prophet discusses the Babylonian captivity. And he gives a testimony towards the conclusion of that same chapter. Into Yahweh God's character. Providing you, the faithful, an invaluable key into the background of your heavenly Father. For example, in Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 12. The prophet asks, Art thou not from everlasting, O Yahweh my God, mine holy one? We shall not die, O Yahweh. Thou hast ordained them for judgment. And, Almighty God, Thou hast established them for correction. Now, who is the them in this context? It is the Israelites in their example. And Yahweh God does this within His Word, does He not? He gives us an example of how to be or how not to be. But what we as the faithful should deduct from the Word of God is the potential curses and blessings that come with obedience and disobedience. For example, countless times Yahweh God says, If you will do it my way, if you will follow my law and accept Jesus Christ, well, then you will be one of mine. But if you do not, I will pour out the plagues upon you. Now perhaps that sounds familiar to you because that's found within, after all, the book of Revelation where many faithful Israelites will stand at the right hand of Christ in judgment and He will say, depart from me, I never knew you. And many faithful, obedient Israelites who thought they were on the right path will be vomited out of the mouth of Yahweh God in judgment. Why is that? Well, obviously not all Israel is saved, or is it? Now, perhaps you have heard me preach in times past that all Israel is truly saved. But not every single white person is an Israelite. And that is how Christ can make the claim, Depart from me, I never knew you, to those goats on his left hand. What I'm saying in short is this. There are no non-Israelites within the kingdom. And the book of Revelation most assuredly confirms that, does it not? In the first two, three chapters where it outlines specifically how many of each group of each tribe amongst the nations of Israel will comprise the kingdom. But the part I really want to get to in this Sunday morning study dealing with Habakkuk is found in chapter 2. Because Yahweh God does answer Habakkuk right at the beginning of this chapter, much in the same exact manner that He answers Job. In chapter thirty eight. And he answers them out of a whirlwind. And of course, the obvious of all of this is that Yahweh God knows what is best for us. Never man, never our friends, never our family, and even oftentimes never our spouses. But it is here that Yahweh God gives an answer to Habakkuk in chapter two. And he makes this statement in verse 4 Behold. His soul, which is lifted up, is not upright within him, but the just shall live by his faith. Sounds very similar to the words of the apostle Paul, does it not? Because he says that the just shall live by faith alone. But yet, what Yahweh God is saying through Habakkuk is that any man who is truly lifted up, his soul is not right within him. Let's read that one more time. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. So where is your faith, dear kinsfolk? And do you think that you have it all worked out that you do not need to listen to other pastors, for example? Well, faith comes by hearing. So naturally the man who's lifted up, his soul is lifted up. Well, you know that that is not one of Yahweh gods. Pride goes before a fall. There is no ego within the body of Christ because there is no you within the body of Christ, dear listener. We comprise that body, but if Jesus Christ is our head, then he does all our thinking, does he not? And we don't think for ourselves. Now, naturally, this does not stop the atheists from coming in and saying, they're all brainwashed, when in reality, they are the brainwashed ones. Because the fool says within their heart, there is no God. So Yahweh God comes and he answers Habakkuk in chapter 2. And he contrasts two types of characters. One where the soul is lifted up. Meaning this man is vain. This man thinks he knows everything and has it all worked out so comfortably. And has such a great ticket to heaven and a relationship with Yahweh God, he can judge his kinsfolk his brethren, and other pastors that are out in the field fighting the good fight in the trenches. But the righteous one, well, the just live by faith. And perhaps you've heard me preach in times past. If Christ says, my sheep, hear my voice and follow, then the man who says, do not listen to this pastor by name, or this particular prophet by name is a man who lacks faith because faith it is that dictates we have enough faith in Christ's words to know that his sheep hear his voice. And no matter what man does by saying, don't listen to this person, will not avail him. In fact, there truly is no new thing under the sun, because there were false prophets and Pharisees and Sadducees who came out against Christ and did the same exact thing, saying, do not listen to him. (laughs) He's just a carpenter's son. So, Yahweh God's answer to Habakkuk is to contrast these two characters. And then he goes in to his diatribe against the greedy and the covetous. Beginning in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 5, Yahweh says, Yea also, because he transgresses by wine, he is a proud man, neither keepeth at home, who enlargeth his desire as hell, and is as death and cannot be satisfied. Stopping right there before we even conclude. Verse 5. Understand that hell is not the grave. And the false prophet is going to come in and tell you there is no hell. Because that leaves open the premise that you can sin and get by. But yet in the New Testament, from the mouth of Yahshua, we are taught the same exact thing. That hell is never satiated, and the worm does not die. Do you believe it? Well, Yahweh is saying right here in Habakkuk 2, because he transgresses by wine, meaning that he is the type of person, the greedy, to come in and make you drunken, whether it's physically or spiritually. Because he does that, he's a proud man. And proud men cannot keep at home. They are never satiated, and their desire enlarges just like hell. Continuing on, it cannot be satisfied. But gathereth unto him all nations, and heapeth unto him all people. Now fancy that, if you will, because this is the greedy, and this is their reward that we are discussing in context and as we are instructed in Second Peter chapter 2 that the way of the false prophet is to mislead many, well, what do you think the reward is for those who follow the false prophet who never did their homework? Because I see no place within scripture where you can blame Billy Graham or Joel Osteen for what you accept as truth when Yahweh God says, I have foretold you all things. Now where do you think that is? In your heart of hearts or in the words of the demon that speaks to you as you sleep? (laughs) No, it's found right here within the word of God. Verse 6 of chapter 2 in Habakkuk. Shall not all these take up a parable against him and a taunting proverb against him and say, Woe to him that increases that which is not his. Stopping right there. I want to point out that is the reason why there are false prophets within C.I., They are sheep stealers, if you will, and their ultimate goal is to steal the flock away from the genuine. Can this be done in light of the fact that Christ said his sheep hear his voice and will follow? Well, not necessarily. But just as Peter says, those that are on the milk of the word and those silly widows laden with sins, those are the ones that they mislead. And they are the same exact ones that shall take up a parable against him pay close attention. This is a taunting proverb, and it says, Woe to him that increases that which is not his! How long? And to him that ladeth himself with thick clay, shall they not rise up suddenly that shall bite thee, and awake that shall vex thee? And thou shalt be for booties unto them. The way of the greedy, the man who is covetous, And this also encompasses those who profess to be preachers. Who do not trust within Yahweh God, who do not have the faith that is required them to know that Yahweh God will do the leading, the directing. But yet man wants to intervene, do they not? They come in and they say, do not listen to this particular person. This man's a fool. But yet the burden of proof is on you. There is no man that you can rely on, myself included, in judgment. So my advice to you is check every single person out, because we like to think as Israelites, well, the greedy and the covetous, those aren't Christian. (laughs) But yet the entire book and the integral theme of Scripture, from Genesis to Revelation, deals with Christians.
0: Thank you for listening to the Covenant People's Ministry broadcast. If you have enjoyed hearing the message of the gospel and would like to be a part of our fellowship, or receive quarterly newsletters where you can order Pastor Visser's CD sermons, be sure to write to us at CPM, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia, 30205. You can also visit us on the web at covenantpeoplesministry.net, where our extensive audio section features numerous broadcasts, or you can easily listen to Pastor Visser by Godcast through your mobile audio device. Our sermons and videos are made possible by your tithes and offerings. If you wish to support this ministry, make checks or money orders payable to Covenant People's Ministry. Your donations help us to reach the lost sheep of the house of Israel, wherever they may be found. Remember that Jesus Christ is our all, and is in all that have been renewed in His Holy Spirit. So we hope that you will allow Him to lead your life and help to build His church so that when He returns, You will find faith upon this earth. We urge you to be a living example of Christian faith and apply his words to your lives. It has been a pleasure to have you with us. And now we will return to Pastor Visser's Bible study message.
1: Christ doesn't say to those on his left hand, those goats, hey, you never believed in me. Rather, the opposite is true. They were the ones who said, hey, we did marvelous works in your name, Yahshua. We cast out demons. Christ himself would say, I never knew you. Meaning, they profess to be Christians. So in light of that, in understanding that every false prophet even may believe deep down within his own heart that he is doing the will of God, that is not an excuse for any man, woman, or child in judgment. That prophet himself will have to face Yahweh God in a much stricter judgment because judgment begins at the house of Yahweh. There is no room for greed within the body of Christ. Rather, we should all strive to see our Israelite neighbors come into that body. Not by beating them over the head with the word of God nor through ridicule, but through sound doctrine and our examples. And where is it? Why is it that our people love espousing their adherence to the law or their great relationship that they have with Yahweh God, but yet they'll offend in another position? They'll come in and say, hey, I don't eat pork, but yet they'll never tithe to a preacher. Or they'll come in and they'll support a man under the guise of humility who does nothing but rail against other preachers by name. Why? Because they're greedy. They have no works of their own. And so their only goal, like a child of the devil, the greedy, the covetous, is to pervert something that a man of God can create. That is the difference. And that is why they spend so much time railing against the genuine. We are to judge by works. But how do you judge a man who has no works at all? (laughs) Or his lack of works? Exactly. That is why they do what they do. But continuing on in verse 8 of chapter 2 in Habakkuk. Yahweh speaking, Because thou hast spoiled many nations, all the remnant of the people shall spoil thee, because of men's blood, and the violence of the land, of the city, and all that dwell therein. That's why judgment will be poured out. And if you have an ounce of morality within you, and God's light, then you should be able to see how we have superseded Sodom, even within the sins of our nation, America and Europe, around about the world. So, this is not the time to be arrogant. This is not the time to be proudful and not to be found in want. Why? Because if we are found in want, that denotes that we are covetous. We desire more than Yahweh God. And what we're dealing with here are the greedy and the covetous. Now, this particular Sunday morning is going to be a little shorter than usual. And the reason for that is I'm preparing for the next segment in my longest running series ever, which is the Shepherd of Hermas being the Gnostic text. But with your finger here in chapter 2 of Habakkuk, Let's continue reading, beginning a brand new manuscript in verse 9, where Yahweh God Himself, through Habakkuk, pronounces His woe to the covetous. He says, Woe to him that coveteth in evil covetousness to his house, that he may set his nest on high, that he may be delivered from the power of evil. Now, do you understand what's being said there? This is against those who live in glass houses, proverbially. Those who sit amongst high places, high-ranking officials, mayors, judges, police officers. Anybody who falls under the trap of social classes. Why? The way of the enemy is to stir up strife between brothers, blood brothers, Israelites, based on social status. Now, thank God we live in an era where there is very little blue-collar left. In fact, there's very little gray area. The rich are rich, and the poor are poor. And that is a dismal reality and fulfillment of Yahweh's prophecy of us being disobedient and what He would pour out. A woe against us who tolerate filth. Now, here is a woe to those who covet. Those who are genuinely greedy, or we could just say... Those who are always in want. Woe to him that covets in evil covetousness. Meaning he can never be satiated like hell itself. And he wants to set his nest on high. What's that? His house. He wants to live in the finest houses that are usually gated and tell other people that they need to celebrate diversity. That they need to experience cultural enrichment while they do not. And... That he may be delivered from the power of evil. Why? Because Yahweh God is evil to them. And not only that, reading verse 9 in context denotes that they are the type of people who want to set their nest on high because they believe they can be delivered from the power of evil. They believe their money can buy them position, or they believe by being away from the mess that they create, other people will suffer. So, bear that in mind. Verse 10. Thou hast consulted shame to thy house by cutting off many people and hast sinned against thy soul. So do you understand it? Through covetous, they sin against their own soul. It's not necessarily a violation against Yahweh, but rather, as I want to prove time and time again, evil burns itself out from within. And they cut off many people. So bear that in mind. Jesus Christ said many of the Pharisees knew that they were not entering into the kingdom and as a result taught others so that they would not enter in. The most simplistic way of doing that is to teach against baptism, to teach against the authorized word of God and to teach against the pastors that Yahweh God truly has risen up according to his own heart. Why? Verse 11 of Habakkuk 2. For the stone shall cry out of the wall, and the beam out of the timber shall answer it. Woe to him that buildeth a town with blood, and establisheth a city by iniquity. Now, of course, verse 12 can encompass any form of slavery. For example, workers that do not pay adequate wages to their employees or no wages at all. Or, even worse, those that build a town with blood as Pharaoh of old did, and as each and every one of us have to do in Rebuilt Babylon. By that I mean we pay taxes to a government, a Babylonian government, that wants to play God and have you bow to them. A man will sow his blood, sweat, and tears in the establishment of bettering what they believe a city, a nation, or even their own family. But it's not of Yahweh God. And that's exactly what Habakkuk wants you to understand. Verse 13. Behold, it is not of Yahweh of hosts that the people shall labor in the very fire and the people shall weary themselves for very vanity. For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of Yahweh as the waters cover the sea. Now, Let me break that down for you very quickly. In scripture, waters usually always equate to people. So, as the testimony of Christ grows and grows and grows, and faith is increased the way it is supposed to be, under Yahweh God's law, well, this will be fulfilled. The earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of Yahweh God. Now, we live in an era where we are awaiting divine intervention, because truthfully, I do not believe that that era... Of us being able to repent as a nation. Is even extended anymore. Truly Christ's sheep hear his voice. And that is the point. Is it not? We are at a point in history. Where you are either his sheep. Or you are not. Or you are about to beget. Or have begotten. The next generation of prophets. Perhaps that's a study for another day. But understand. It is not Yahweh God of hosts. It's not his will. That the people shall labor in the very fire what you do every day and take for granted and think usually is a great thing by burning petrol oil on your way to a job to play the wage slave to pay 10 to 25 percent of your income as a tithe to barack obama to further perpetuate the taxation of public schools or the unjust abortions under medicaid and obamacare The list is endless. What you do every single day is not the will of Yahweh God. Nowhere in scripture does it say that if you are a friend of him, he's going to bless you with a great career. No more than it says, if you do it his way, everything's going to be a bed of roses for you. And that is the way of the false prophet. They come in, they make empty, hollow promises, and they tell you, If you open your heart to Jesus Christ, you're going to have no more problems. When in reality, scripturally, the opposite is true. Satan usually only goes after those that he cannot possess. Those that he owns, he doesn't bother with. Because they do enough sin, they don't need the devil's intermeddling, if that makes any sense. But go out, be baptized to the chagrin of the false prophet who tells you not to be. And watch how quickly that arch nemesis of Yahweh God goes directly after you and tempts you. How can I make that claim? Because the same exact analogy holds true for Christ. The moment John the Baptist baptized Yahshua Messiah in the river Jordan, the devil went to tempt him in the wilderness. So beware of the false prophet. They're going to come in and they're going to tell you all sorts of things that are not substantiated in the Word of God. And you should be able to hear it enough. Opinion. Opinion. But yet it is not within the Word of God. There are so many liberals out there. It almost makes me sick. So remember, in light of that, according to Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 2, a wise man's heart is at his right hand, but a fool's heart At his left. So never forget that. Always incline your heart to the right. Dear kinsfolk. And do all you can do. To avoid the left. So until next time. I will once again invite you to join me. Within the next two weeks or so. For the continuation of my longest running series ever. Which is our look. Into the book of the shepherd. Of Hermas. Which is Gnostic. However, I only release a sermon from that two times a year, six months apart, and so we are in preparation for that at the beginning of November. I would like to thank those of you who have remembered this ministry, and curse those of you who have forgotten it. Until next time, this is Pastor Visser, wishing you and yours great studies, war for Christ, Amen.
0: Come people's Ministry. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope that you have enjoyed studying with us. Remember the words that Christ has given, that wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. We hope that you will gather together with us at the online ministry's website, which is covenantpeoplesministry.com, and share your Christian testimonies or ask questions and enjoy biblical fellowship. You can also order CDs of Pastor Visser's Bible Studies and enjoy many other Christian resources through the Church's website, or write to Covenant People's Ministry, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia, 30205. We thank you for your prayers and offerings, and pray that all of you have been touched by these messages, and continue to spread the word of the Gospel with your friends and family. Thanks again, and may the love of Christ abide in you and yours forever and ever. Amen.